It's a bird. It's a it's a it's a plane. It's episode ten <laughs> of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E, and I'm joined by my co-host Victor Young. This is a podcast where two nerdy guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee and then sitting down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of our favorite comic books. The coffee we'll be brewing today is called Honduras Bella Vista by 49th Parallel Coffee Roasters. And the comic, and more specifically, the character we'll be talking about today is Superman and is going to be Action Comics 1000. Uh, whether you are a regular or a first-time listener, if you like this show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes and Google Play. And alongside with hitting that subscribe button, if you got a few minutes to spare, please leave us a review and a rating and make sure to tell your friends about this podcast. So before we go and get warmed up with that hot cup of coffee, let's catch up a little bit. How has your week been, Victor? I mean, you could have told me we were going to do that. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't discuss that at all. When you started it off, I had no clue what you were talking about. Like, it's a bird. I just looked out the window. I was like, oh, like where? I, know, I saw you look out. I'm like, oh, no. I was like, which bird are you talking? Is it an eagle? or is it It's like a, a bird. You're right. It's there. Yeah, it's right there. Well, anyway, Jerry, uh, my week has been pretty good. I've been trying to read some Marvel. Okay. Uh, I couldn't. I just, can't, I just, I just can't get back into Marvel right now. I'm sorry, Marvel, but I, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're going through a bit of an identity crisis themselves. Yeah, and like, not planned. <laughs> no, not, not not a planned identity crisis. Not, they... not planned at all. Like, like, remember the, a few a few weeks back, I was reading Venomized issue one. Because right. you know I'm a big I'm a big symbiote fan, right? Right. So I was like, okay, like this looks like a like a decent run. So I tried reading issue two. I, I got bored. I just couldn't do it. Like it's just it's just the the storytelling it just isn't the kind of storytelling that I'm used to. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. it's it's just it's almost too straightforward. Yeah. It's almost like I'm watching an episode of like 90s animated Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Like it's just very straightforward, right? And and it's all resolved fairly, like cleanly, fairly quickly. Like, yeah, and there's not the a most... lot of, not not so much. I don't want to say foresight because it's gonna sound pretty bad, but like yeah. there's not a whole lot of projecting yeah. when it comes to how they're planning out their stories. Yeah, and and for the most part, like at least now since starting this podcast, like I've really enjoyed reading stories that just have a bit more depth to them. Yeah, right where you know. I can read into read into them a little bit more if I want to, right? I just I just can't with Marvel, and you know this is no yeah, slight yeah. at Marvel. I love Marvel, but just it's not where it's at right now in, ter- <laughs> in terms of reading material. So, anyway, what about you, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> so I've actually I I have been reading Marvel myself as well, um, especially after Secret Empire. Yeah, I was like I'm craving something else, so yeah. I went back and started reading. Uh, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers run. Okay, and so, that run was really good. So you had to go back and read an older issue. Yeah, like I went back and re- I reread because before that I reread the Fantastic Four run yeah. by Hickman. So my goal is to reread Fantastic Four, reread the Avengers, and then read some of his new Avengers stuff, and yeah. then read Secret War again. Okay. Not Secret Empire, but Secret War. Yeah, and just cap off his run again and just enjoy that from start to finish. Yeah. Um. So far, it's been good. So far, it's been really good. You're like the, uh, you're like the grandpa, of like the Marvel industry. You're just like, back in my day, <laughs> back in my day, 
four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> These stories were good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was yeah, it wasn't even that long ago, but it it was good. It was good stuff. But in preparation for this week, the the big thing was reading a lot of Superman stuff. Yes. So there's just Superman stuff going everywhere on Twitter, on Instagram. Everyone's talking about Superman. Yeah. There are big parties planned and like shops and everything. So. Um, so if you if you knew or if you did not know, uh, Action Comics 1000 hit the shops this week. Yep. Uh, issue 1000, huge milestone issue, and in celebration of that, there's parties happening everywhere. Um, it is also the 80th birthday of Superman, 80 years of Superman. Yeah. And uh, so I went back and read reread some of the stories because I think today we're going to be covering a lot of just sort of what makes Superman Superman and what makes him Superman to us. Yeah. You know, and just covering a lot of the things that that we felt about Superman over the years of reading comics. Yeah. Um, so I went back and read some of the stuff and it's, it's there, there's good and there's bad. Like there's good times and there's bad times with Superman. I feel like in, and if you're a character that's survived as long as Superman has, yeah, you're always going to have inevitably more bad stories than good. Yeah. That's just yeah. how it, you know, that's just how it is. Right. Cause I mean, when you, when you talk about a character like Superman and you, and you really try and think back on stories that really captivated you about the character. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, there's, in Superman's case, there's maybe a dozen or so, right? Like, really, like, like all-time great comic book stories from Superman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? I mean, the other, other, kind, other times, it's, it's pretty forgettable. Yeah. But... Like, it's still good stories. There's still in, good stories, yeah. In regards to... Superman story, but yeah. it's uh, yeah, it gets it's kind of like run in the mill type stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But of so. course, we'll uh, we'll get a chance to talk about that later on today. Yeah, for sure. So uh, why don't we go? Let's go brew that coffee, and we'll come back talk about some Superman. Let's do it. It's coffee time. Coffee time. Okay, and welcome to our coffee segment where we try one of the coffees that are sent into us and have it accompany us throughout our comics discussion. During this segment, we'll be trying to identify all of the different fragrance and flavor notes and see how well we did compared to the notes provided to us. Today, we have a coffee from Santa Barbara, Honduras called Honduras Bella Vista, and it's been roasted by 49th Parallel Coffee Roasters out in Burnaby, British Columbia. Nice. Interesting. As per usual, Jerry, start us off with a little bit of a sniff sniff, if you get what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. How can I not? <laughs> Lots of roasters out there out in Burnaby. I know, right? Yeah. And actually this month we've been getting quite a bit too from I think we've already had Burnaby, two so. for British Columbia this this, this, month, this right? month. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right. Okay, here we go. Earthy? Earthy? <laughs> What's that perplex look? <laughs> There's um there's something leafy to it, but I'm not leafy. Yeah. Like like a like a grass type Pokemon. It's hard to. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be rough. <laughs> There's a Pokemon in here. Oh. Um, okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't quite put my nose on it. Wow. You just you save it for the end, okay? Right. <laughs> save it for the end. <laughs> Listen, puns can be anywhere. <laughs> puns can be fun at any time. Uh, yeah. This is great pun at parties. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, you Stop. know what? I, I'm getting just something very earthy. I'm getting... Um, okay. It's. I'm not getting any specific s- smell to it. Okay. 
Go ahead. You give it a try. Okay. Earthy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, huh. I'm not. It's that's it. That's strange. Right. That is really strange. You know what? The past two coffees have been like this. Right. Yeah. We're just like we can't really pinpoint the fragrance too much it's not until you taste it that it comes out the the fragrance isn't quite there i am actually now that i my nose is a little bit closer to it um <laughs> like in the coffee no not in the coffee <laughs> i am getting like a like a very sweet scent okay uh like a um like a like a berry oh okay i thought you were gonna say floral <laughs> <laughs> i swear i swear if we see that again <laughs> Like it's uh oh how what kind of a what kind of a berry am I getting? Like I picture it, I see it, I don't know how to describe it. I would say maybe like uh maybe like a cranberry. I was just gonna say, because that's a picture that came in my yeah. mind. Okay, let's do the taste and okay. then we'll see what All we right. get. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Perplexed look yet again. Oh, it's very neutral. Oh. It's very neutral. I'm still getting the same earthy tones. There's a hint of Yeah, I can kinda I can kinda taste the cranberry you're talking about. Okay. But there's a very faint hint at the tail end of banana. Banana, eh? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they're able to put that in something like this. So yeah. It could be something that tastes similar, but there's that at the tail end of it, that's kind of almost like the feel that I'm getting is, okay. the, is a banana okay. aftertaste. Interesting. Um, yeah. You, don't, you, you go ahead. You give it a try. <laughs> you give it a sip. I was just about to start drinking this thing. Okay. You go ahead and give it a sip. Okay, sure. What do you think, Victor? Huh. Look, there's a lot of sour in this one. I'm definitely sticking to my guns on the cranberry for sure. Okay. I'm gonna say. Hold on, let me go for one more sip. <laughs> I am. I am gonna say. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, That'll go on like a back of a label. Huh. <laughs> five out of five stars. Huh. Victor Young. <laughs> Cranberry. I'm going to say maybe like a cranberry, maybe like a. Do you taste the banana I'm talking about though? I don't. You don't? I don't. Okay. I've never heard you say banana in a coffee before. Right? No, that's what that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Is it's most likely not that. Yeah. But that's the direction that I'm going with. I'm gonna have to say like a walnut on this one. Like some sort of nut. I'm not getting a walnut in this one. No? We have very different opinions on this one. Could it be that we taste things differently? 
Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, like, like taste also comes down to like, Pers- like, like genetics too, genetics, right? Even your personal experience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are the three that we're sticking with this time? Oh, I have no idea. I'm gonna, let's say cranberry, walnut, and banana. It's it's a banana bread. Bana- <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a banana bread coffee. <laughs> banana bread coffee. Cranberry, walnut, banana. Yeah. Do okay. you agree with that? <laughs> no, let's you let, yeah, let's put those three out there. Let's see what we get. Okay. Yeah, All right, let's, let's take a it. look at the notes. Here we go. The Here reveal. we go. Plum and lychee. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, you know what? Now, is it just plum and lychee? It's just plum and lychee. It's just oh. two, just two distinct flavor notes. And hold on, I need, <laughs> I need another sip now. I am not getting that lychee at all. Nor the plum. Plum, I plum, I can sort of see. Like I can sort of taste plum. I can't. But lychee is like I don't I don't know how how they got lychee at all because lychee in itself is a, is already a very like perfumey floral flavor note. Yeah, but there was that perfuminess that you were talking about at the beginning, right? No, I didn't say that. Didn't you say it was something kind of because of the. The uh, the fruity, like you said, it might be something perfumey. And I said, "What if floral came back?" No, I think you just decided to say, "What if floral came back?" Oh, <laughs> so we just went floral. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, even hold on. But I can't even now. I can't taste or smell the lychee. Like I smell, I smell sweetness. Right. Like it can come from either the plum or the lychee. Okay. I can sort of taste the plum. But the lychee, it's like the taste is completely like not there for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting it. It's all. very strange. But good coffee though. Very yeah, it's very good coffee. No, it's no, I really like it. I really do like the coffee. I just I can't get these tastes down. I think what I'm, I think we have to do something to get better at this. We like like drink more. We need to go on and go on adventures, finding more coffee. We shop need to go on drinking. We need to go on Kijiji. And post an ad and say, "Listen, we need somebody to teach us how, how, how <laughs> to taste coffee." We're looking for a connoisseur. We're looking for a connoisseur on Kijiji. We're willing to pay ten dollars an hour and <laughs> ten bucks an hour, <laughs> and we'll we'll feed you. <laughs> Just teach us how to taste coffee. Teach us the ways. Actually, ten dollars is like it's way below minimum wage right now. <laughs> well, yeah, considering it's going up. So, yeah. well, I don't know. Uh, well, I think I think it's, we need to get better. I think we need to. Uh, we're gonna jump on Gatorades back now, man. That's it. Oh man, we're a uh, taste test Gatorade now. It's over uh, for us. So welcome to the Gatorade Gatorade segment. <laughs> <laughs> Today we try lemon lime Gatorade. Oh, this does taste like lemon, <laughs> lemon lime. lime. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, man. let's let's take our losses and. Uh, Let's move on to the uh, comics discussion. Let's do it. And we're at the comic segment. In this segment, normally what we do is we take some of our favorite comic books, we sit down with our coffee, and we break down, analyze, and we discuss those books. Today, 
we have a pretty special episode because it is Action Comics 1000. Uh, I think this is the first time a comic book has hit a thousand issues. And it's actually uh, quite a huge deal as well. Uh, it's been 80 years of Superman 80 stories. 80 years, man. 80 years of Superman stories. Uh, I still remember the 75 years celebration too. Yeah. And we actually uh, ended up getting some of those um, commemorative coins. Yep. Yeah, those were pretty cool They're right too. there. I see them. They're, yeah. They look nice. I can't see them. They're behind me. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to turn quite away. Um, but yeah, it's it's really special that they're able to have these celebrations and for a character and its stories to be able to to be transcendent beyond just what it's what it's currently representing yeah it is it spans through history and it spans through time so i think it's it's really it's a it's a it's a really big milestone for the character and i think it's it's worth talking about and spending the episode talking about not just on the book itself uh not just on action comics 1000 but on the character as a whole yeah um yeah, sure. so from the dc solicits uh this is uh, because there's 11 different creative teams on this book it's a lot there's a lot of people there's a lot yeah. of people on this book normally I would rifle off um, all the people on the books and stuff like that yeah. from the solicits I'm just going to rifle it off from the solicits yeah. um, so it's featuring all new art and stories by Brian Michael Bendis I'm going to butcher some of these names by the way they're, they're, why that's a, they're, there are a few of them that are hard to pronounce respect their names Jerry <laughs> <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis who recently made the switch over to DC Comics which is great yeah. uh, he has one of the stories in here it's actually a really good story too uh, John Cassidy, Olivier Coppel, Paul Dini, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Patrick Gleason, Butch Geis, and I think it's pronounced Geis, uh, Jeff Johns, Dan Jurgens, Tom King, Jim Lee, Clay Mann, Brad Meltzer, Jerry Ordway, Tim Sale, Luis Simonson, Scott Snyder, Kurt Swan, Peter J. Tomasi, Marv Wolfman, and more. Jeff came back for this one, man. Yeah, Jeff came great. back for this one. Um, and actually, in that story, Jeff uh, wrote the story with Richard Donner. Yeah, from Superman. Yeah, right. So it's it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, like his particular story was actually probably my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about when we get to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of variant covers as well. And I think, I, and we should give it a shout out as well because uh, the, these were so well done. Uh, they were decades, decade spanning. Uh, covers yeah. and uh, each one represents a different decade yeah. and a different era of Superman uh, so there's Steve Rude on the 30s Michael Cho on the 40s Dave Gibbons on the 50s Michael Allred on the 60s Jim Steranko on the 70s Joshua Middleton on 80s Dan Jurgens for the 90s and Lee Bermejo for 2000s um, and there's a blank variant cover so <laughs> yeah so that's there too um, so me being a huge nerd went out and bought all the covers you, you certainly did Jerry you um, certainly did the plan is to take all the covers and I'm going to like, sort of do a display on the wall yeah. put it in frames and put do a display so once I get that going take a picture of it I'll put it up on Instagram that's going to take a whole wall uh, well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's just a whole yeah, wall of action comics <laughs> <laughs> and I might surround it with other Superman stuff that'd be pretty cool yeah um, yeah I'll t- take a picture of it put it on Instagram um so the first story that we're going to get into today, the first one that we're going to talk about um, is the first story in the book. It's called From the City That Has Everything. And it's written by the current Action Comics writer, Dan Jurgens, And actually written and drawn by Dan Jurgens, uh, with Norm Ratman on inks, Hi-Fi on color, and Rob Lee as a letterer. Yeah. So for me, this story 
is the is a representation of appreciation. Okay. A representation of appreciating the people around you that you can't be thankful enough for. Yeah. And you just want to show the appreciation to them. And a lot of times in life, you don't get to appreciate those around you uh-huh. to the fullest extent. Yeah. You know, um, in this story in particular, Superman is fighting off an invasion. And he's actually, <laughs> uh, in a humorous way, trying, wait, hoping that the invasion will last a little longer so he doesn't have to go to this. Um, Celebrating, yeah, he doesn't have to go to the for ceremony for him, yeah, because the people in Metropolis have put together this celebration, this ceremony to to thank Superman for yeah. all that he has done, yeah. And there's a lot of citizens that come out and talk about how much they appreciate Superman, and Superman is sort of not not all there because he's constantly worried about the things that are still happening in the world, yeah, and is trying to stay on top of everything, but that he couldn't. It's it's hard for him to take a minute to to let himself be the center of attention, and that's not his character, right? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people around us, a lot of people in our lives that also take on a similar role, and that we don't we sort of take for granted that we don't take a lot of time to to appreciate what they've done for us, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of that is unconditional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that that's kind of what I got from the story, and I think like when I first started reading this book. And I read this story because this story was first, and I was like, "Is if this is the tone that they're setting for the rest of action comics? Yeah, it is going to be a great book." Uh huh. Because at one point, I actually like semi shed a tear because <laughs> it's just so well written. Because yeah. near near the end, I I, yeah. I felt I got pretty emotional too near yeah. the end. <laughs> so that that's kind of that's kind of my impression on this book right now. Yeah. What about you? Um, you know, this whole issue as a whole, I sort of took it as um. Uh, as like truly, truly, truly like a celebration issue, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, I mean, this story as well as the rest of the stories were representing, uh, we're representing either the readers, DC or Superman in 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 some sort of aspect, right? For me, in in uh, in uh, from the city that has everything, uh, the crowd and the heroes uh, represent the readers and the characters from the DC universe. Right, uh, because when you really think about it, a lot of people wouldn't be reading comics, and a lot of DC characters wouldn't continue to exist without Superman. When you really think about it, yeah. Right, um, Superman sparked this interest for reading comic books for a lot of people, right? Um, and if it wasn't for Superman, then there just wouldn't be as many readers initially, right? Mm-hmm. And and because of lack of interest of comics, there just wouldn't be as many DC heroes, right? Yeah. So, you know, a, a lot of the comic book world and a lot of the characters in the comic book world have Superman to thank for that, right? So that's how I, how I sort of took this issue. Yeah, and... And yeah, exactly. Not just the people in the stories too. It's the the creative teams too. Yeah. Like a lot of them wouldn't have, and I think a lot of them really went after comics and wanted to be in this world and wanted to be in the comics world because of a character like Superman. Yeah. Because a super because Superman just 
just projects hope. Yeah. Right? That things are going to be better. Things are always going to look up. Um, just like that one character in here in this story um, is one of the criminals and Superman helped turn his life around. Yeah. Right? And he's he's one of those sort of like C-grade, almost like G-grade, like he's so <laughs> low rung, right? Yeah. But well, Superman he was just, still... He, just a henchman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But Superman still takes the time yeah. out of his days, takes the time to set somebody straight, right? Yeah. And at the end, it worked, right? Well, I and, think that's what makes you know, Superman so good. Right? Exactly. It's just because it's he's not... He's not just there to help the high-profile people, right? He's there to help everyone. And I think him just helping the average individual is what makes him so much more than than just the than just the heroes that we see all the time. Yeah, exactly, right? yeah. Like, you know, of course there's going to be the big battles and there's going to be the big fights, but what sets Superman apart is the stuff that he does beyond that. Yeah, for right? sure. And and again, not just in this story, but in many of the other stories that we're going to be talking about today, um, you know, that's that's really highlighted. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just above and beyond. Yeah. Right? So yeah, that's that's basically what I have on this on uh this particular part of the issue, on this yeah. story. Yeah. Essentially. And it's really well written. Uh as you said, all the heroes that are standing there, even some of them used to be villains. But they're still yeah, there. I see Harley there. Yeah, and I see Deathstroke there, right? Yeah. Um, they're they're all appreciative because yeah. he he helps everyone, every one of these characters at some point in their life. Yeah, right. Like so. even like even Batman. Like when you think about Batman and Detective Comics, like do you think that would have survived without Superman in Action Comics? Like that's in Detective Comics. Yeah. Um. I don't think as a serial, um, like almost like as a serial magazine. Yeah. I don't think it would have lasted had there not been action comics alongside with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot, because yeah, they, they, they would run, um, they would be released alongside. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's almost no detective comics or action comics. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's difficult to imagine Batman without a Superman. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Because it's it's hard to imagine Batman staying true to his course without somebody there by his side. Without yeah. pretty much his best friend by his side. Yeah. Guiding him. You know? Yeah. Um, but also it's the same thing the other way around, right? Yeah. Superman like Batman is constantly reminding him as well, like, don't cross to the other side. Yeah. Right. And we've seen a lot of those elsewhere stories. Yeah. Where he crosses the other side. Injustice. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, so yeah, like in, you're right, like, those stories wouldn't exist without one another. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's really, it's really interesting because Detective Comics is also coming up on a thousand. Yeah. They're about like 30 issues out, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So they're coming up close too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it'd be interesting to take a look at that time too. For that oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So moving on to the next story. Um, this one is by Patrick Gleason and uh, Peter J. Tomasi, I believe, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This one is called The Never Ending Battle. Yeah. And it's by Peter J. Tomasi, Patrick Gleason, Alejandro Sanchez. And Tom Napolitano. Oh, almost, almost <laughs> messed that one up there, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, almost, almost, almost. But this story is about 
um, Superman just sort of started off right away with, sorry I was late. Uh, got a little sidetracked. Yeah. This is just an, like an everyday situation for Superman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the story is about him being stuck in a time loop and he's just now fighting through time. Yeah. Which is insane because this is an average day for him. Yeah. Um, so he's going through time and you see different depictions of Superman in the era that he's trying to go through. And this is the different eras of Superman yeah. throughout time. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting because every one of these, he he's he has other people on his mind. Like he's always helping other people. Yeah. He's not going through these in terms of survival. He's going through this to ensure that others, the the innocent people or people who are not strong enough to protect themselves, yeah. that they can be protected as he's going through these times. Yeah. Right? Um, I think it's really, it's, it's a good indication of truly what he represented through time. Yeah. Because without Superman a lot of these characters will probably have lost hope throughout the history yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Right? So. Like, for me, what, what made this issue so great was when you read when you read the story, it's actually just a monologue, mm-hmm. right? It's a complete monologue of, of what Superman is thinking as as he's trying to fight his way through time to get back to, uh, uh, to the, Lois the immortal Hammer. Vandal Savage. <laughs> but... Um, immortal. Yeah, well makes him call him that (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah again like what made it so good was it was a monologue and as Superman is is talking and as he's going through time uh, Patrick Leeson like on illustrations does such a good job of highlighting almost the best moments of every era yeah in his artwork yeah right so when you you you're you're looking at the visuals, you're reading the monologue. When you piece them together in your mind, it almost looks like a movie reel. You yeah, know what I mean, like yep. like you can picture it as just a just a just a movie that's happening as Superman is talking, up until the point where he gets back to to where he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? And to me, that was so it was so powerful at, at and so good at representing just superman right just superman and and how he's changed uh over time right and and just like you said just making sure that uh we keep in mind that the things that he represents yeah right the whole yeah. bend and again i mean I'm, I'm stuttering a little bit just because like i'm so dumbfounded by how the how they did this yeah you know what i mean like, and every one of these every era that he went through the artwork differs a little bit yeah right yeah and when I was reading this I was like oh is this a maybe this is a compilation of other people as well and then I was reading this it's like no they worked on it yeah and he changed his style up to match where he needed to be yeah right and yeah. to me that's that's really powerful because it is an it's an accurate depiction yeah of, of him through time yeah again like just just an issue that that blew my mind in so many ways, but but mostly how well the story and the visual just melded so well together to create this movie like environment. Yeah, that really made this stand out for me. Um, this story actually made me think too, because of the different ways he's drawn. Yeah. His, so, so if you don't, if you didn't know, 
um, Superman had lost his red trunks for a long time. Yeah. Um, so to the listeners who don't know, he did, and now they're back. So the trunks are back, <laughs> and in this story, they're drawn in so many different ways. Yeah. And it made me miss the times where he had his trunks. Yeah. Like, there was a period of time where I was like, okay, cool, yeah, they moved the trunks away. It, it makes sense because, you know, keeping up with the times. But it actually makes so much more sense for Superman, the character, to have kept his red trunks. Yeah. Because that's part of who that's he is. That's just who he is. Right? Yeah. That's just part of who he is. Yeah. And in this story, like, there were so many different instances where the trunks just look different. Yeah. And it's it's a welcome change. Yeah. I actually really like the fact that the trunks came back. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, that's kind of what I felt about this part of the story as well. It's, it's every day to him. And this is... This is what Superman has been. Yeah. And this is what Superman will be moving forward as well. Yeah. Superman as a story, Superman as a character, and what Superman represents will will never end. Yeah. Right? And it's not just about the battles, but it's about the hope that he brings to other people. Those yeah. those will never end. And he will continue to be that representation. Yeah. For like him, that you know? that was a flashback of the last eighty years of Superman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's you know, let's look forward to a to the flashbacks of Superman 80 years from now right, right. see how yeah. see how he how he'll uh, continue to change and, and continue to fight his battles yeah. and continue to give you know not just the characters and the stories but to continue to give us hope as well as readers exactly right so yeah so our next story here is called An Enemy Within and it's by Marv Wolfman Kurt Swan Butch Geis Kurt Scheffenberger <laughs> Hi-Fi and Rob Lee yeah, and I, I do hope I got that that uh, that name right. Um, so this story is actually about a story where Superman couldn't be there, so Superman had to depend on the people of the city to to essentially stop a situation. Yeah, right. And for me, it's important because this is also what Superman represents as well. It's the people that he instills on other people. Yeah. Like, the, sorry, the hope that he instills on other people. Yeah. Um, in this particular story, he's putting his faith in Maggie Sawyer. Yeah. Um, to to stop this sort of hostage situation. Uh-huh. And he's constantly, he's just talking uh, sort of like a monologue as well. And he's yeah. saying sort of him breaking down the situation that from far away, but he couldn't control it and stuff like that. And it's good because... It's not just that Superman is there to help people who can't be helped, mm-hmm. but the citizens of the city as well, they're there to protect themselves as well. Yeah. And they're there to sort of carry on what Superman would do in that situation also. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because it doesn't always have to end with Superman being there. Yeah. Because Superman has been able to help so many people along the way that those people are now paying it forward. Mm-hmm. Right? So for me, that that's sort of a powerful part of the story as well because you don't actually ever like end up seeing Superman until the last panel. Yeah. Right. But the presence of Superman can be felt. Uh huh. He is constantly there. I mean, aside from the fact that you see his monologue. Yeah. But his presence is there yeah. in the form of other people in the yeah. form of the way that other people communicate. Yeah. So for me, that that's sort of the more powerful part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My thoughts on the uh, on the story was, is uh, very much along the same lines. Like this particular story was uh, very straightforward, mm-hmm. right? Um, but 
it also did a really good job of getting the message that it needed to get across. Like it wasn't this wasn't a long story at all. It was like maybe like six or seven pages. Like it wasn't long at all. But um, within those six or seven pages, they did a really good job of really highlighting what Superman means to the people, right? And what uh, and what the people are willing to do to continue living with his ideals right and uh to me that's similar to you it's what made the story so powerful for me yeah yeah so i don't know it's going through each individual stories they all have their sort of individual moments to shine yeah and it's it's really good because they're all done in such different ways yeah but it's all centering around the ideals of superman yeah yeah which is really interesting uh-huh. i like it um so yeah that's that's this uh this story um, and I think the next story here we have Superman in the game the rapper of the game huh like the rapper of the game it's Superman in the game releasing oh, it, a new album or is it Superman and the game Triple H <laughs> <laughs> it's time to play, play the, the game, game. <laughs> <laughs> of chess <laughs> um, so this is by Paul Levitz Neil Adams uh, Hi-Fi Dave Sharp yeah so this story is about Superman Playing a game of chess uh-huh. with Lex Luthor. Yeah, um, the story, the story here is a little is a bit more straightforward. Yeah, and I think it's, it's the idea that Superman never gives up. Yeah, even on his enemies. Uh huh. And just wants to, just wants to show them a different way. Yeah. Right. Just wants to show them a different way of life. And even at one point, when Lex Luthor looks like he's about to get the upper hand. Superman breaks out of it. Yeah. Right. And Superman still doesn't give up. And he still does. And he's still not at that point trying to put Luther away. Yeah. He's still saying, well, I'll be back. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's constantly, he's just not giving up. Yeah. And for me, that's, the, that's one of the powers of Superman as well. Mm-hmm. Is that no matter what you've done in your life, he will always come back and try to change your ways yeah. into to be a better person. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I really liked about the game and another issue that we'll be talking about shortly after this one, I've always enjoyed stories between Lex and Superman because when you when you really think about it, they have a very complicated relationship. Yeah. Right. It's not it's not straightforward like oh we hate each other sort of thing. Uh, it goes deeper, right? Like they, in several iterations, they were friends at some point, right? Yeah. So in several iterations. So when I see stories like this, where it's just Superman and, and Lex, like it really, even though it may seem straightforward, right? Like it, there's there's a deeper level to it, right? Even the game of chess, mm-hmm. when you think about it, that's, that's always been, how Superman and Lex's battles have gone. It's always been a game of chess, right? Who's who's thinking ahead to to get to where, right? Yeah. Or to win, right? Um, and that's what I enjoyed most about this issue, right? On top of the stuff that that you said, of course, Jerry. But uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, but uh, you know, I've I've always enjoyed the uh, the the Lex Superman dynamic. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually good. You brought it up because their dynamic is one of the more interesting hero villain dynamic yeah because it doesn't 
it doesn't just it, it doesn't hinge on power no it doesn't hinge on one guy punching the other guy, yeah right it hinges on the the very morality of whether or not Superman's existence is considered alien to our world and should be accepted. Yeah. Um, whereas one believes that he can be a symbol of hope, the other believes that he can turn on humanity because yeah. he has the power to do so. Yeah. Um, so their conflict isn't about one guy trying to punch the other guy because they're being evil. Yeah. Lex has... To me, Lex has not been a character where he wants to take over the world. Yeah. More so, he wants to show the world that it shouldn't be controlled by an alien it should be controlled by humans yeah and if anyone is going to come out on top and protect people it's going to be people yeah it's going to be humans yeah right so every anytime you get a superman lex luther story that's always sort of the angle you're playing on is right. whether or not whether or not lex is really going after the world or just going after superman uh-huh. and i think that's that's like that's like the interesting dynamic that they have. Yeah. Right. Very similar to, very similar to Batman and Joker's dynamic. I mean, yeah. In it's, a, it's, their dynamic is different, but it's yeah. similar in the thematic sense that they're there to complement each other. Yeah. And they're not so much just a hero and a villain. Yeah. Right. They 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 coexist for yeah. a reason. For sure. Yeah. That you you really can't have one without the other. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Superman without Lex is weird, and then. Yeah, Lex without Superman because is nobody's weirder. keeping because nobody's going to keep that in check. Yeah, right. Whereas Lex just wouldn't exist without Superman. Yeah. Lex would probably just do some small crimes trying to make money. Yeah, right. But he wouldn't go so much as to try to develop kryptonite, like kryptonite weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so same idea with uh, Batman and Joker, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that at, at some point. As yeah, well. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's the crux of this story, uh, Superman and Lex Luthor. Um, I know that the next story. This is a story that you're really big on. Yes. Um, and that's actually, I really enjoyed this story as well because the next story is called The Car. Yeah. And it's by Jeff Johns, Richard Donner, and Ol- Oliver Coppell. Uh-huh. On the art, Alejandro Sanchez and Matt Wilson. And is that Nick Napolitano on letters? Whoa. No, I, I, almost, I almost got thrown off with the yeah. name. It was, it was, yeah, Nick. Nick Napolitano on the on letters. So this story is it's interesting because it is again the same idea as somebody who's sort of being a henchman. Yeah. Right? And then encounters a person like Superman. Yeah. And Superman is basically telling this person, like, just change your ways. I'm always going to be back, change your ways. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um and it's it's very simple kind of like that previous story but it's it's really well done because these moments are also what defines Superman yeah um, you see a lot of like moments like these and like uh, just these like small scale small scale villain stuff where it's just people sort of like lost their way and they go about and uh, yeah they just kind of do small petty crimes and stuff like that uh-huh. but Superman will take his time will will put you away and then say change your ways because you can be better than this, yeah. right? Everybody can be better than 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 this, right? Yeah. So uh, that's kind of the crux of the story. Um, and to me, it's it's another one of those stories where it just it makes you feel good, yeah. right? Because he's truly, genuinely trying to change the world. Oh yeah, right for sure. Um, this story was so powerful for me on on a number of levels. 
the first is like you'd actually like again you don't really see superman in this issue you see him for or not issue but this particular story you see him for maybe like a couple of panels right yeah um but his influence is overreaching mm-hmm. right and it's there's there's so many i love jeff jones he's so good <laughs> but there's so many things like because there was the issue with the car and he was saying oh well it's probably too expensive to fix like there's there's no point right and it's very representative representative of this person's life right because you know he was an orphan uh lived a hard life and superman simply just tells him hey listen just just be the person that you need for somebody else yeah right yeah and then you you move on to the next panel and he ended up getting the car fixed and um creating that uh i guess like opening up the the fire hydrant for the kids out in the streets yeah <laughs> you, you know what i mean and and that's representative of of his life now after superman had that conversation with him mm-hmm. right him fixing the car and him uh opening up the fire hydrant for the kids is like is him saying i'm willing to fix my life now and i'm willing to become that person yeah that i need for somebody else yeah right and and it's him paying it forward paying it forward exactly yeah. right and and it's though these little actions that superman does that changes the world yeah right you know i mean yeah you you'll you'll fight the the big bad guys and um and you'll you'll have those moments that are that are grandeur but it's these little things that he does that accumulates and and, and changes the world around him and i think mm-hmm. that's what what jeff jones was really trying to highlight in the story yeah, yeah, and they do a good job with these stories as well because oh, yeah. it's uh, Jeff Johns, Richard Donner on yeah. the uh, Superman movie, right? Yeah, and that's kind of that's the messaging they're going for too then, and that's the message they're going for now. Yeah, um, is that Superman is going to forever be a representation of hope, but not just in himself, but in other people, and the stories where the people that Superman have touched pays it forward. Yeah, those are the most powerful yeah. because you can see. The, you can see the hints of Superman in these all these individuals. Yeah, yeah, right. So, Love good it. story. Loved it. Yeah, no, really good. And I haven't actually. I think would this would this be the first time Oliver Coppell is doing um doing a DC stuff? Because most of the time when I see him, yeah, he he does a lot of Marvel stuff before, right? And uh, during the Marvel Now stuff, when I kind of got into Marvel, um, he did a lot of stuff there. Uh-huh. So. I don't. I don't see a lot of his DC stuff, so I think this might have been my first time seeing his DC yeah, stuff, maybe. which is really cool. Yeah, um, it's a. It's it's really good because, much like, what Superman has been able to do for these people, when Rebirth happened and Superman sort of got back on track, yeah. in a sense, yeah, a lot of creatives jumped over to DC to to want to tell their stories of Superman, yeah, because they believe this is the time, because everybody has been touched by Superman in a way, yeah, and. They, they want to pay those stories forward and For they sure. want to tell their versions of their story uh-huh. right yeah yeah so it's really interesting um so the next story is is called the fifth season this one was really good too really good yeah it's um it's by Scott Snyder Rafael Albuquerque Dave McKaig and Tom Napolitano uh our boy Tom <laughs> <laughs> our boy Tom um so what, what did you think of this book I'm gonna let you go first what do you think uh it's very reminiscent of Smallville. 
Yeah. Very reminiscent of Smallville. The for me. I've never seen Smallville. Uh, okay. I won't say anything else. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. It's okay. I'm not sure if I'll like. Well, no, I won't. I won't. Ten seasons of Smallville. Uh, no, so. well, I, I won't. Not like I'm going to talk about Smallville, but it was very reminiscent of it for me. Okay. Um. Because, in the in that storyline, you know, for like six, seven seasons, Lex and and Clark are like best friends, right? So, you you really get the sense of 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 that same relationship in this issue or in this story where they started off as best friends and then they be- became the greatest of enemies mm-hmm. right but this story really puts into perspective the human side of both of both characters yeah right um because there's they're simply just standing there and they're sharing they're sharing a story with each other yeah. right um and to me, just watching them stand side by side and just talking is is powerful, right? Because in that moment, you forget you forget that they were enemies. You forget that that he's Lex, and you forget that he's Superman. In that moment, they look like two people standing side by side, just sharing a moment. Yeah, right. And um, to me, that was very that was powerful, especially as uh, as a big fan. Uh, a Smallville when I was young, when I was younger as well. Um, this this particular story really spoke to me. Yeah. Um, and for me, the I think the end of the story is really where it hits me. Yeah. Because they they go through they they go through just they're they're talking. Yeah. Like two regular people, they're talking yeah. about their lives and they're yeah. talking about what got them to this point. Yeah. Um, and then he says, uh, and then he finally tells Superman what he got those things for yeah and then Superman's like yeah I know he's like I know I yeah know. but <laughs> maybe yeah and that's the part that hit me yeah because they're both going about they're they're both staying true to who they are yeah right Lex is never going to stop trying yeah he knows he's, he knows he's most likely not gonna succeed ever yeah but he's never going to stop trying yeah and Superman knows Lex will never succeed and Lex will always try. Yeah. But he will also not stop trying to change Lex. Yeah. Into a different person. Yeah. To help him believe that he is here for good. Yeah. Right? Um and for me that's the most powerful part is Lex I I don't think I ever want Lex to change. Yeah. Right? Because it would mean that he's given up. Yeah. Lex is his his whole ideal about trying to trying to stop Superman yeah comes from a good place yeah because he doesn't know what Superman is capable of should he turn bad uh-huh right so Lex comes from a good place and Lex will Lex will never stop trying uh-huh but even in um even in action comics um like right when Rebirth was happening and stuff like that um and at the tail end of the new 52 uh, just before Rebirth Lex believed that Superman meant something to the city. Yeah. So he put on the armor and called himself the basically the human Superman. Yeah. Right? He was he was Metropolis's new Superman. Uh-huh. So to me that basically tells me he he will never stop trying to trying to prevent the alien from being this all-powerful being. Yeah. But he believes that 
that hope needs to exist. He believes that person needs to exist. He just doesn't believe Superman is the person for it. Yeah. Right? And at the end of the story, it goes right back to the roots. Yeah. Lex will not stop trying. Superman knows, but he's also not going to stop trying. And that is the that is the most powerful message. Is yeah. you, you can't give up. Yeah. Right? Because then you throw all your ideals yeah. out of the window. Yeah. yeah. I just liked that just for this story just that brief moment where their 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 differences are just set aside for that moment mm-hmm. and, and their their drama is just suspended and then you just have this moment just a moment with these two and then to me that's beautiful yeah beautiful yeah really really good stuff really good stuff um the next story is probably my favorite um, it's the saddest one it's the saddest one <laughs> But it also, it's also a very different take of of the type of Superman story we're used yeah, to, yeah. right? Um, this is a very introspective Superman, yeah. right? Um, so the story is called Of Tomorrow, uh, and it's by Tom King, Clay Mann, Jordi Belair, and John Workman. So this is a story of of how of of essentially what keeps Superman sort of human yeah. all this time yeah. uh, we see a story that takes place at the end of time or at yeah. the end of Earth's time Yeah. so Superman comes up so we find out that Superman goes and visits Earth every year Yeah. Um, he goes and he, he does an anniversary visit every year Yeah. and this is the end this is the end of it right Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that his story is going to end yeah. it doesn't mean that his influence is going to end yeah and in this story, he he reminisces about the lessons that he's learned, about the things that he's learned along the way, the things that he's picked up along the way. Yeah. Um, he also talks about how Lois is Lois is still with him. Yeah. Right. Uh, Lois is on the Eternity Formula. Uh, John is still there. Right. And he talks about how John. Like he's like, oh, you should see John now. And to me, the, the it could only really represent John becoming, essentially, what Superman is. Yeah. And is out about doing his thing. Yeah. In the same way, in the same vein that Superman yeah. is, just yeah. helping, helping that well, not so much the world now, helping the universe. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's not, so the idea of Superman and the ideals of Superman doesn't just end on Earth. Yeah. It spans the universe. Yeah. Right. And just because the earth has ended it doesn't mean that superman has to end yeah right much like krypton ended uh-huh. it doesn't mean that superman had to end superman left the planet was sent out off uh, out of the planet came to earth and became this sort of this new figure for earth yeah right and just yeah. because earth ends it doesn't mean superman's ideals have to end mm-hmm. and he's reminiscing about where he's learning where he learned those ideals from and how it's going to keep moving forward yeah yeah um, this was a very emotionally vulnerable Superman. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what I liked most about this story is, like, he seems, he seems very human in the story, right? Because, you know, he's, he's getting emotional because this is going to be the last time he's going to get to visit Ma and Pa, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can even tell in the way that, the way that Superman is speaking, right? Like, he's, he's, He's choking on his words and he's yeah. and he's stuttering because there's just so much that I'm sure that he wants to say. Uh 
as his last time visiting Ma and Pa, right? And and that's why to me it's a sad story. Yeah. Right. It's sad, but put into your perspective, it's it's still a hopeful story. Yeah. Right. Um, but again, it's so good. Tom so King, good. number one. And the art is so good too. Oh I, yeah. I really like Clayman's art. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. So, but at the end, he he made him out of. He made Ma and Pa out of diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he basically was, formed diamonds. It's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're just talking about, you know, at the end of it, it just, you move on. Yeah. But the ideal stays. Yeah. Right. Um, so really powerful story. Really powerful. Choked up a little, even though it's only five pages. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Even, just a little yeah, bit. Even though it's only five pages of story. Um. Okay, so the next story is called Five Minutes. <laughs> it's just five minutes. <laughs> just five minutes. Yeah. It's by Louise Simonson, Jerry Ordway, Dave McKaig, and Carlos Manguel. Manguel? Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> so this story, this story, I had to read a few times because it's, it's a fast-paced story. Yeah. And... Um, it's a little bit I don't I don't want to say all over the place yeah because I think that's kind of the intention yeah it's he needed to be all over the place yeah um but you have to sort of remove yourself like you the I you know Superman is all powerful you know that Superman can make a lot of things happen yeah but you have to suspend your belief in that Superman could have made a lot of things happen yeah in just minutes mm-hmm um, for example, <laughs> at the end where he shows back in the office, did nobody see him walk back in? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like he spanned the world <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> and then like for for a good three minutes, I'm like, I understand if for three minutes nobody sees him at his desk. Yeah. But he must have made it back into his, de- like at his desk at some point. Yeah. So I suspended the disbelief for a bit because it threw me off a little bit. So when I I read it, as so I read it, and then I read it again, and then I read it again, and I was like, okay, now that the disbelief is gone because yeah. I know what's about to happen, yeah, then okay, let's reread this, and it's a story, again, about him being everywhere at once, yeah, of him trying to be everywhere, and trying to help the world in all the ways that he can, yeah, um, and he talks about how it can be overwhelming, yeah that all the things that life throws at you can be overwhelming but you need to focus and in this particular instance he's talking about focusing on completing small tasks yeah right and these he's he sees all of these things happening or he projects that all these things are happening and he's prioritizing yeah he's putting all of these things in sequence Uh and he's saying okay I'm gonna go do this first so my focus is there and I'm gonna get that done yeah then to the next thing then I'm gonna focus on the next thing then the next thing after that yeah and to me this is it's a story it's a story of taking control of your life yeah right and not let the little things try to dictate you yeah even if you're on a time crunch even if you feel you you just never have enough time in your life to do the things that you want to do yeah as long as you focus on taking those off your list you can do it yeah you can get those done yeah yeah um what i got from this uh story was because superman compares his job of being a superhero and being a a a journalist as the same yeah 
uh, or very similar at least anyway, and in, in his ability to share his vision, right? And to me, I, I I took this almost as a story as a story that's written as a thank you to the readers, if if that makes any sense, uh, because being able to share your vision with readers is really the greatest gift that a writer can ask for, right? Yeah, and you know, I'm sure that over the decades writers sharing their stories have really saved people many times over right or or at least really as a did a really good job as a pick me up anyway mm-hmm. right so this is almost to me as a is a thank you to the readers for allowing writers to to share their vision with us yeah yeah absolutely and uh yeah it's a it, solid story Again, oh yeah solid story Thumbs up to that. Louise Simonson. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, again, like I was saying, like, read it a few times um, because it is. It's a little confusing. Yeah. It's a little it's confusing. a little place. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. So the next story is, is uh, <laughs> it's called Action Land. Yeah. Uh, it's by <laughs> Paul Dini, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. That's the most funniest one. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Allen. Trish... Molehill, Molehill, yeah, and Josh Reed, yeah. Um, then, yeah, it threw me for a twist, and then <laughs> I was like, Oh, not where I thought this was gonna go, yeah. But, um, well, what did you think of it? What did you think of it? Um, I think, uh, Miss Mixius Picklick is, is very representative of the readers, right? Uh, because in this story, like, he can't quite get the ending of his personal story correct in the sense that when it comes time for him to I guess end Superman he he can't quite get it down in the story right and that's when he realizes that you know he doesn't want Superman's story to end right and that's very representative of the readers because you know and truthfully we don't ever want Superman's story to end yeah right even if we get tired of him as a character like he's so ingrained within within comic book history that eventually we will all will always want more of him. Yeah. Right. So um, again, I think Mixie's Picklick is is representative of the readers, and I mean, I know that I don't want Superman to end, right? And I want to continue to to be able to read his stories and what's next for him as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. And in and, and to a certain extent, I don't think the villains, like not just the readers, the villains don't ever want Superman yeah. to end because deep inside every person, they they have a justified reason for doing what they want. Yeah, and they they only go down that path to do that. Yeah, out of necessity and yeah. out of situation, right? Yeah. So it's not that they have to, like, it's not that they're inherently evil. I mean, there are some inherently evil characters, but for the most part, these characters are just they're they they don't they want someone to help them out yeah. of that situation right yeah. and superman is that um and yeah like i don't yeah the readers don't ever want superman story to, to end even if newer better things newer cooler things shinier things ever come along the way yeah superman and the boy scout that is will always exist on the bookshelf yeah and when you're ready for some more hope you will pick it up the bookshelf <laughs> and you will read his story and you'll feel good. Just like, oh, I need a little bit of hope today. Just, <laughs> Just gotta go, go buy some me, Superman. Pick me up some Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's basically 
what he that's basically what he yeah. is right and what yeah. he's there for this is a really um, good story like i th- i felt like it was such a genius way to yeah <laughs> to use Bixie's pit like as a as a way to to, to get a message across although it's hilarious yeah so it, it's good it's good um and actually i've never seen him used as a character more than i have since like rebirth yeah because before rebirth quite honestly i didn't know much about this character yeah but after rebirth he's all over the place yeah so it's great because you guys to learn something new some like this wacky character <laughs> he's um, so funny that's <laughs> <yeah. laughs> no, a good character yeah good character um okay so our next story um it's called the truth no it's not Faster no it's than the a one before bullet. that yeah faster than a speeding bullet yeah uh by brad melter john cassidy laura martin and chris Elopoulos. So, this story, uh, Superman is describing him not, like, actually not being able to make it in time to a situation. But he has to essentially rest his hopes on the people to to help him. Yeah. To help him achieve something. Yeah. And he's saying, oh, this, and he's, like, coming to the realization, like, she's smart. She's able to buy like that split second of time just enough for him to go and save her exactly yeah just enough for him to save her and and it's um and it's a human story because yeah. it humanizes superman as well because he really can't do everything on his no, own. no he can't and all the situations that you've seen him in superman may not have been the ones that have like being able to do it on their own there might have been other factors helping him yeah and truly deep down inside everybody wants to help him yeah and everybody's going to try their best and then superman's going to come and save the day yeah but everyone is there to protect themselves as well yeah yeah uh for me this was another story uh, that was written as a thank you to the readers mm-hmm. right um because when you really think about it without without readers superman couldn't or wouldn't be able to continue saving the day like there is no superman without the readers right um just as there is no co- real comic book world without superman yeah do you know what i mean yeah like in this line when they when uh he's talking to lois and, and he goes or when she goes you know what i'm saying clark people always say they're inspired by you but i know your real secret you're the one inspired by them mm-hmm. right uh that's like the biggest thank you of all. <laughs> yeah. Like thank you for continuing supporting Superman as a character and you know, moving forward, he'll continue to save the day. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh again, you know, I mean along same thing along the points that you're mentioning, like it is a very human story. Uh again, Superman can't be there to to save everyone at, at every given time, right? Even in a in uh and it might have been in an earlier story or even this one he talks about what to prioritize yeah right and um, uh, that makes him very human as a character right uh, again good story uh, I appreciate all the nods that they're they're making to the readers uh, I will continue to support Superman <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure for sure and especially with the new slew of Superman books yeah. Um. And like, sort of like a soft, not relaunch, but like a soft restart to to Superman creative teams. Yeah. Um. It's interesting because it's 
it is is a good time to be a Superman fan. Yeah, and I think si- since the beginning of Rebirth, it had been a good time to be a Superman fan as well. Yeah, and just watching him coming back to what made him so special yeah. to everyone. Um, so the next story, uh, which is by Brian Michael Bendis, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Lee, Scott Williams, Alex Sinclair, and Corey Pettit. It's called The Truth. Yeah. And this is a story, I think, that leads into... The next arc. Um, yeah, it's a six-issue mini... The six-issue, I believe. It's by... Uh, it's sort of Brian Michael Bendis's first foray into Superman. Yeah. His first stories on Superman. Yeah. And then he's going to be... He's going to be taking over action and Superman, I believe. Yeah. Um, so this is a short little mini that sort of starts off his run. This looks this looks so good. Yeah, it and, looks uh, so good because now it's just like this could potentially rewrite Superman's history. This yeah. particular story. Yeah. Right. So, uh, the artwork is good. I, I like how they're questioning why his red shorts are, or his red underwear is back. <laughs> <laughs> like why? Like they're just like why? Why did he decide to wear this again? Like it's like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like, then even even just... even the even the, she was saying that the woman that were trying to get him, they're trying to help him. Even they were saying like it's you know this is this is who he is right like yeah. he's not he's not Superman without the shorts yeah. right. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super 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 looking forward to this uh, to the story uh, starting next month. This is uh, it's gonna be really good. Again, the potential to rewrite Superman's history. Let's see how well of a job they're they're gonna do with this. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting that <laughs> Bendis decides his first story for Superman is going to just rewrite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, guess what, guys? Um, I'm gonna come to DC, and then his whole mythos is gonna change. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> okay, not his entire mythos, but a a, a good a good a portion good ch- well, of it, a good portion of it. It's going to play very heavily into what happened to his home world of Krypton. Yeah, right? yeah. And that could put, have big repercussions of things that happened on Krypton and why he yeah. had to, maybe why he got sent off the planet and yeah. all that stuff, right? There's there's a lot of things that could happen there. Yeah. Um, And in this story, you see a lot of the typical Bendis writing. And I yeah. love it. Yeah. Love the way he writes because he just throws banter between characters. Yeah. Um, a lot of people sort of accuse... Bendis of writing sort of like a talking head type of thing yeah. but I like it because it helps me get to know the characters uh-huh. right it helps me get behind some of these characters and their motives and if I can understand the characters more um, I'll be able to relate to them better yeah right? and he's just sort of like this is the banter that will happen if some if Superman comes crashing through your shop yeah right so uh, you don't get a lot of that in writing nowadays no and it's good that you know, Bandis is able yeah. to bring that over to DC. I mean, it's good for me. Like, the more the, a character talks, the better, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Because then you, like, like you said, you really get an understanding of of who they are and 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 what their motives are through the kind of conversations they have with the characters around them. Right. So, yeah. Um, even even these few pages uh, is giving me a good indication of of Rogal Zar. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Rogel's uh, Rogel's Rogel. When I first read, it, I'm like, "Oh, that's just Razal Ghul backwards." But I just, <laughs> but it's Rogel's and and I'm really looking forward to to his character. Yeah. Um, and how it's going to change the shape of Superman moving forward. Yeah, it's um, 
it'll be interesting it'll be interesting it's really set really set piece heavy epic battle to start Bendis's run yeah, it'll be interesting <laughs> what a way huh <laughs> what a way to start um so that basically that pretty much concludes action comics 1000 yeah. the issue yeah um 80 page 80 page giant of a book yeah and uh yeah overall i really i really enjoy the stories a lot of it do touch on very similar things a lot yeah. of it hash very similar things but yeah i do really enjoy the story on the whole yeah it was a is a really good collection of writers and artists um rightfully so for this particular issue you you can't have a team that's not competent right yeah but, and you also can't have this be a story that's within a continuity or anything yeah yeah no yeah. like if it's gonna be a celebration issue it has to be a celebration issue exactly you know what I mean and, yeah. and you know they couldn't have brought together a better team uh, to put this collection of stories together mm-hmm. for Action Comics 1000 so uh, I'm glad that they went into this particular direction mm-hmm. instead of doing a continuity story they decided to do a, a, a like a collective right and uh, uh, again great stuff really enjoyed enjoyed the writing there wasn't a bad story in here yeah right yeah and uh, looking forward to this next arc of action comics the man of steel yeah the next chapter the next chapter because (laughs) KD the next chapter (laughs) (laughs) wait what craft in (laughs) um yeah, so we're we're running a little long on uh, on this segment because I mean we we kind of expected that we would. Yeah, um, going through because... like fifteen stories, it only <laughs> makes sense that we would go long. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. So it's it's been a good ride, uh, for this story. Um. I certainly enjoyed reading it, and uh, and it's certainly going to be stories that we we come back to. Yeah. Right? Um. So so yeah. Um. I think that pretty much wraps up our talk about Superman. Um, and action comics um, so I guess we just we should probably just move on over to uh, to our offerings to dark side uh, because we are running a little bit long on this uh, on this segment so we know that we don't want to keep <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> let's just uh, um, let's just make our offerings and uh, get this over with <laughs> <laughs> alright offerings to dark side here we go offerings to dark side And we're at the Offerings to Dark Side segment. Uh, this week is going to be a little bit different because normally what we do is we offer you, the listeners, something that we enjoy outside of comics and outside of coffee. But because of the, because of the theme of this week, we really wanted to, to really celebrate Superman in all its entirety. Uh, so we're going to actually offer you our favorite Superman stories. Um, and if you, if you're a veteran Superman reader, if you're a new reader and you're just getting into comics, um, if you're new, these books would be really, um, uh, will be a really good place to start for Superman because we do believe that these, these books that we're offering are sort of the quintessential Superman stories that sort of must read. Um, so we do hope you enjoy them. Um, and as usual, we're going to let Victor start first <laughs> with his offering. Uh, yeah, what do you, what do you, what would you like to offer, Victor? <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> uh, what I would like to offer as a Superman story, without a doubt, is All Star Superman. Yeah. 
written by Grant Morrison and art by Frank Quietly. Uh, the reason why I enjoy this story is because it's a very, I wouldn't say very, but it's an almost human story of Superman. Yeah. Uh, without giving away too much, it's it's revealed in the story that Superman is dying after being overloaded with solar radiation at the hands of Lex Luthor. So throughout these this 12-issue run, or I guess the, the collection if you want, um, you see Superman fulfilling his his last will and ensuring that he he leaves behind a great legacy mm-hmm. right so um very great story um gets pretty sad at some moments but overall it's a really great take on on superman and i would highly recommend uh for anybody to read it if they haven't read it already okay that's that's a really good recommendation um <laughs> yeah and i think it's by far one of the best superman stories out there oh yeah um and it's very self-contained um, and it's uh, it's just a, g- a good small run of Superman stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with that one. Um, so that's called All Star Superman. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So my recommendation this week for Superman um, is going to be a story called Superman's Secret Origin. Uh, oh. You can pick it up, and <laughs> you can pick it up in trade. You can pick it up in single issues if you want to find them. But uh, it's collected in a trade. It's by Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, John Sybil, Brad Anderson, and um, and the lettering, I believe, is done by Steve Wands. Um, the book is really good. And it's a re- it's a modern retelling of a very familiar origin story for Superman. But it's a modern retelling of it. And Gary Frank is such a master on art. Uh-huh. It's, he, he's, he's able to really show off emotions um, in his art. And that's my favorite part of Gary Frank. Yeah. Um, actually, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank right now are doing... Uh, DC's uh, Doomsday Clock as well and what? that's that's a really good book to read too. Okay, and that's a book we should visit but uh, Superman's Secret Origin probably hands down my favorite origin story for Superman mm-hmm. and it's uh, and it's an origin story that I constantly go back to because it's it's very modern so you won't you won't feel like you're reading something uh, for example a lot of people will be like oh if I want to read origin stories I gotta go all the way back yeah. you don't have to go that far back uh, this is a really good modern retelling of it mm-hmm. and it it covers every portion of his life. So it covers him when he was younger in Smallville, his relationship with Lana, um, his uh, his relationship with Pa and Ma, yeah, uh, getting his first suit, um, helping his first people, mm-hmm. um, and then going to Metropolis and being at the, at the Daily Planet and stuff like that, and meeting Lois. It covers everything in his life, uh-huh. and and it's just such a great way to encapsulate the sort of the quintessential Superman origin story. Yeah. Yeah. And anytime anybody asks what is something Superman that I should read, um, actually, these are the two titles I would usually recommend to people. Uh, I would recommend Secret Origin to people for those who are new to Superman. And then I would recommend All-Star Superman for for those who just really want a good Superman yeah. story. Who understand his character a, a exactly. little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So... I would I would actually say if you were to read these two books, read Secret Origin is a short, uh, it's a short sort of um, just a quick origin story for him, and then go deep into All Star Superman because yeah. that story is so good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are our recommendations, and uh, we you know we hope you'll enjoy them as much as we did on those books, and uh, I think that pretty much wraps up the uh, offerings of Dark Side. I think I'll have to reread all of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's other stuff that are good too like uh, Superman Birthright by Mark Wade. 
Um, and then there's other stories like uh, the other one, uh, Secret Origin, um, I think it's by Kurt Busiek. Um, that one is a little bit different yeah. because it's uh, it's about another character named Clark yeah. that had superhuman powers oh. and how he became Superman. Yeah, um, It's interesting. It's a really interesting way to tell that story. But I really uh, liked Red Sun. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about Red Sun? <laughs> I'm just saying I liked it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't like Red Sun. I liked Red Sun, but I didn't I didn't understand why it needed to be a Red Sun story. Because the character of Superman in Red Sun, I felt is not very different and not very far removed from American Superman. Yeah. That to me it it took away from what would have been the sort of the the Russian Superman. Right. Right. Um I thought it was it was told a little bit weird because I felt like I'm still looking at the same guy. Okay. And I think deep down, really, that kind of is the message they're going for is that Superman never changes. You know, Superman will always be Superman. Yeah. But to me, it's just it's a little weird that they would go the Red Sun route. Right. Yeah. But what, what about you? Do you just really like Red Sun? I just really liked Red Sun. Like, I, to me, it was a good story. <laughs> it's a good Superman story, right? Like, it's... I think that's what made it good for me was because Superman is still Superman, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't have to invest into a, another character that's completely different right mm. like i can enjoy this superman because it's a superman story yeah and you know whatever whatever twists and turns they made in red sun it was just a cherry on top right? okay so yeah, yeah. that's that's why i enjoyed it yeah it's a good story it's a good book it's a good book um yeah so i think that basically wraps up action comics and our sort of talk about Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and at our website at darkrosecomics.podbean.com. Um, I believe if you subscribe on Podbean, you would need to register for an account. So feel free to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Please also remember to rate and leave us a review on iTunes if you have some time. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or if you have have a book that you would like us to discuss on the show, please email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics or on our personal Twitter at twitter.com slash utterlygeeky for myself and twitter.com slash victorjyoung for my co-host Victor. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics. And whenever I finish that action comics wall, uh, I'm going to put that on Instagram (laughs) as well. Uh, We also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics. And if you would like to be a part of the community, join us on our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. And as always, take care. Up, up, and away. (laughs) 